best place to hide is in your mind. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Between Lewis and Lovecraft Correspondence. In January, I had the chance to sit down with Kayla DeShazer, who works at our favorite local bookstore, The Book Nook. She's also got quite the bookstagram following for her account, Kayla's 100 Book Challenge. We had so much fun talking about reading, book buying addictions, hers, not mine, and what it's like working in a bookstore. All right, so Kayla, you work at a bookstore, mm-hmm. you have this super successful bookstagram account, and you read like almost 100 books, 100 books a year. I'm so jealous of of your life. I'm sure, you know, we always hear that like social media is not an accurate representation. Um, but, you know, from what, what you've got on your account, uh, it looks like things are pretty good for you from a reading perspective. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot of fun. I actually, there's a lot of people on Bookstagram that read hundreds of books. So when I just read my little hundred books, I felt like a little kid, but I'm like, that was hard for me. Like it's busy. It's a busy life, but reading a hundred books is, has been fun. Yeah. So is that how you kind of got started with Bookstagram? It was, I think like 2019, you started Kayla's hundred books challenge. Yes. So I've always loved reading, but I wasn't making time for it. And so I decided one, you know, in 2019, I wanted to create something to keep me accountable to get to my 100 books. And so I created my Bookstagram account. And that's where I just found like a whole giant community of people that I didn't know existed. (laughs) And um, I've actually found a lot of the books that I read on my TBR from going on Bookstagram. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you said, you know, it was kind of to keep you accountable. Do you know approximately how many books you were reading every year before you started that? Did you keep track? Um, Before I would go through like binge reading. So for like a month, I would probably, I'd read like a whole series. So like only like, you know, seven or eight books in a series. Um, And then I wouldn't read for months. After that, I wouldn't, I would, you know, watch movies or life would get busy or whatever. Um, so I was probably maybe 20 ish books probably before I started the challenge. Okay. I feel like I did that too a lot with the binge reading. Like obviously in high school and stuff, I would read a ton on summer break, you know, when you didn't have to do all that homework. Um, but I've always been like the kind of person who kept a list of every book that I read. I think I started probably in like 20... 12, 2011 maybe mm-hmm. I yeah I'm trying to go back and like actually put it in a searchable document That's cool. um, because sometimes I'm like I feel like I've read this book before but I don't know <laughs> I don't remember it's been so long but yeah going back through that I was like oh I was doing pretty well like in high school and then you get to college and it just like <laughs> totally slumps <laughs> yeah it was awful I went from like 50 some books a year to like I think maybe 30 oh, which yeah. seemed bad for me yeah but, yeah um were you like an avid reader growing up too? Not really, actually. I wasn't a huge reader. It took me a longer time to learn how to read. I didn't actually learn how to read until like late first grade. And so I didn't really fall in love with reading. It was a struggle for me at first. Um, but then as I got older, I started reading books that I liked and enjoyed. And then it was kind of like a half chore, half, oh, this could be kind of fun, actually. Um, and then in high school, I didn't read probably hardly it ever until my senior year and then I started falling in love with reading again oh that's awesome so. what do you remember like what book brought you back into it um or just like what you liked as I a don't want to say Twilight but I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was Twilight something good came of Twilight yeah then. something good oh uh, yeah yeah I remember reading that I think we're we're 
spoiler alert, going to do an episode on Twilight at some point uh, this year. But um, I remember reading that when I was in like, I think seventh or eighth grade and my mom just being horrified she was like hannah this is a terrible book like yeah. the characters are such bad people i know and we loved it we were like this is amazing yeah can't wait for the next one so you just don't understand mom edward's perfect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no yeah. but that's what so did you do you still read a lot of ya i think i see that quite often on your bookstagram i do um i really i don't like the contemporary YA as much as the fantasy i read a lot of the YA fantasy um i fantasy is my genre i read the most um if it's like too ya you know why why is such a broad range like why it can be from 12 years old to like 25 and it like they need to chop it up and they're coming out with something called new YA, which is just very confusing. <laughs> is that supposed to be like the college and above? Is that yes. what new YA is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always thought, because like I was still reading a lot of YA in college, um, but I was like, you know what? This seems like kind of weird for me. Like I'm 20 now and reading about like 16 year olds. Like why yeah. isn't there more for me? And I feel like there are more new quote unquote YA books coming onto the scene. Uh, have you noticed that? Yes, um, which is why I think they're trying to put it in two different categories, two different YA categories. Um, there's a lot of, they start at 16 or 17 and then they grow into adults. And so it's not really, they're growing rapidly and fastly throughout the book or the series that they can't like let 12 year olds read that whole adult part of the book. So gotcha. I think that's why it's kind of changing. That'll be good. Yeah. Cause I'm, it's always just like, oh, I can read about high schoolers or I can read about like 30 year olds, which yeah. both seemed very different. It's like, I don't know, like all these um, like older books and mysteries and stuff like that. All the characters had like kids and stuff. And I was like, well, I can't really relate to this. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll, I think that'll be good if we see more um, like books about 20 somethings. Yeah. Going out of the scene. They're I'm out there. biased, obviously. <laughs> I'm like, OK, give me books about my people. Well, yeah, you want to read about <laughs> things that you can relate to. So exactly. Um. So, I mean, your account started out as just like a personal accountability thing. Uh, now it's like got a huge following. I think your posts get like 700 likes a day, which is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, did you expect it to, to get that big? And was it fast or kind of over time? No, um, I didn't expect it to get big at all. I was just like, I didn't think anybody was going to follow me. I thought it would just be this silly little thing that I did to keep myself accountable. And um, then it kind of grew. Um, I hit, I probably hit a thousand followers pretty fast. And then after that, it kind of dwindled off and I didn't get any followers for probably six months, which was fine. That's not why I was there. Um, but then I started getting authors messaging me and asking me to review their books and they would send me copies and I would review them for like an honest review on my bookstagram account. And once I started doing that, it picked back up and I started getting a lot more followers and interaction. That's really cool. That's like the the dream, people sending you free books, I right? know, <laughs> I know. I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. How do I, how do I do this more? <laughs> Had you like written reviews before? No, <laughs> no. Um, and all my reviews are very opinionated. Like I don't, I've, I've gotten better at trying to not you know, give away spoilers or add trigger warnings. Um, 
But before I was just like, this book sucked or this book is amazing. Everyone needs to read it. Oh, my gosh. But, so, yeah. Well, those are honest reviews, <laughs> yeah. right? Did, um, did you, I mean, without naming specific books, did you feel like when you were getting those advanced reader copies or like review copies, you were getting a lot that you really liked or a lot that you really didn't like? Yeah. So, uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Tough question. Um, no, I liked a lot of them, but I was also, I'm a huge mood reader. And so if I wasn't in the mood for a book, I would notice that my review for it and my opinions for it weren't doing very well. So I didn't. So I put it aside and I would pick it up later um, when I was in the right mood for it, because I read I had a lot of thrillers mm. that people wanted me to review. And I went through like a whole thriller, like three months. I only wanted to read like thriller mysteries. And so um then I, when I got out of that phase, it was like, oh, I can't keep reviewing these books. I'm not in that mood. <laughs> um, I love thrillers. Do you have like a favorite author, like favorite authors? Oh gosh, um, I love Peter Swanson. He's a good one. Um, I read the Alex North one was pretty good that I just read. Um, yeah, I like uh, Lisa Jewell. Those those types of ones. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then do you get to interact with, with people on, on Instagram a lot? Like, do they DM you? Do they comment? Like, how do you interact with that community? I guess. Yes. So this is the biggest thing I did not realize was a thing was bookstagram is a community and these people are there to talk about books and teach you about what books you need to be reading. And it's, it's amazing. Um, I have a couple online book clubs that I run. And it's been really great since the pandemic that we can run a book club. I have people from Australia and, you know, New York and all around all around the world that read these same books with me. Um, and then we chat and talk about it. And I have I the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is chat with my books to friends to see how they're doing or, you know, what they're reading. So, um, yeah, it's I didn't realize I would make so many friends through bookstagram but I have and that one's been pretty cool that's awesome I mean just from my outside like observations about it it seems like a really positive community Mm -hmm. like there doesn't seem to be that much drama or negativity no which yeah and I didn't realize that there's there are Instagram accounts for a lot of different things so there's bookstagram and then there's you know like makeup Instagram and you know all these different things all the other Instagrams have like super rude, mean, dramatic people. Um, it's not like that with books. Book people are very friendly. <laughs> we're, we're nice. We're nice people. That's good. That's good. We need one of those like non-toxic internet spaces. Yeah. You can always go to Bookstagram. <laughs> I think that, I mean, because a lot of people find escape in books. So it's nice that that community is still like kind of a an escape from the regular world. Yeah. And I mean, we all get each other. So it's it's pretty nice. Um, so the book clubs that you do online, are those, do you do like Zoom or Skype or how, like, how do you do an online book club? Yeah. So, um, the way we do the ones I do now is we read the book over, depending on how big it is, over 10 to 12 days. And we'll, I break up the chapters with my co-host. Um, and so we make a schedule and halfway through the book, we do a text chat. So like we do a group chat in the DMs. And then at the end of it, uh, my co-host and I do a live Instagram chat where everybody who read the book with us will put questions or comments in 
the comment bar and then we just chat for like an hour and <laughs> talk about the book. Oh, that's so cool. It seems like so low key. Like, I feel like I, I did um the Book Nook uh, book club for a while and I feel like before that I was always kind of intimidated to get involved in a book club because I was like, oh, what if I like you know, don't like the book that much or have the wrong interpretations of it or something like, am I going to be afraid to talk about it? But Mm -hmm. when you're doing it over Instagram or DMs, it seems a little less like intimidating. Mm -hmm. And um, bookstagram people are very introverted. Like there's just a lot of introverts. And if you like reading books, you it's usually because you don't want to go and hang out with a ton of people. (laughs) So um, yeah, it's kind of nice to like hide behind the screen if you don't want to be on a you know a live or whatever so you can just chat in the in the dms which um i have live chatted with all of them though once you get to know each other it's like we just we've even we did zoom for a while but it didn't work out as well we just do the instagram the instagram lives now so nice how many people are in the book club um so the instagram chats only let you have up to 32 people in a chat group at once so I think we have 28 in there right now 20 27 or something like that um so we have room for more people if anybody wants to join but it's ever evolving so we pick we usually pick one book that the host and I want to read and then we pick we have everybody else vote on a book for the second book of the month and so you don't have to read all of them people we get you know it's a revolving door so it's not the same people every time but it's if you want to read the book you're in the book club nice yeah so did you start that like mid 100 book challenge yeah um i don't even remember why i started that um i i think i had a giveaway or something on my um bookstagram and i met my bookstore bestie on there, as I call her, and she lives in Pennsylvania. And we started chatting, and just me and her, we would chat all the time. And then I don't remember how it came up, but we're like, let's start a bookstagram, like let like a book club. And we started the book club, and then people started joining, and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. That's awesome. Does yeah. your bookstore bestie have an account too? Yes, she uh, does. Can you plug it here? Yes. Um, she is mom.always.reads. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I take it she's a mom like you? She is a mom. So from the mom perspective, like, how hard is it to find time to read? You have four kids, right? I do. Um, I have four kids ranging from four to 14. Um, I don't really read during the day. <laughs> I read after they go to bed. Um, and I... I I'm a night owl, so I read at night, and I'm kind of awake at night anyway. And um, my one of my sons is a type 1 diabetic, and I always check his blood sugar in the middle of the night. And so I just stay awake and read at night until it's time to check his blood sugar, and then I go to bed. So that's oh, when wow. I get my reading in. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Um, do your kids read a lot, too? Uh, yes. I have three really big readers. The four-year-old. He's like not reading yet, um, but my it's kind of fun now. I have a fourteen year old now, and he likes to come into my room, and that's where all of like my, my special books are <laughs> that I don't want them touching. And he's starting to take my books off the shelves and like, can I read this? Can I read that? 
And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> you can read. You're so torn. You You're can like, read oh, those are my special books, but also I want you to be a reader. <laughs> yes, I'm excited that he's reading them. Um, but it's making me realize there is like probably a shelf I need to make of books that he's should not read until he's older. <laughs> Just top shelf, unless he's tall, in which case he's that tall. One. Okay, yeah, he's taller than me. <laughs> so um, the the special books are those all the ones on your like beautiful shelves that we see pictures of on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So book collecting turned into a thing last year. <laughs> oh, so you collected that many? Um, How many do you have? I don't know. I haven't read. I haven't counted them in a while, but I just. I'm ordering more bookshelves because I have too many books. Like, they're starting to stack on the floor, and I don't want them to get ruined. But um, the last time I counted, I had to count my unread books, and I had 136 un- unread books on my shelf. <laughs> so, wow. so, like, prob- I probably have, like, three or 400 books because it's about double that. You need to set up a separate Instagram account that's, like, Kayla's unread books <laughs> challenge <laughs> or something. That's part of my challenge this year is – Stop um, buying new ones. Read the one. I want to finish the series. So I've started a lot of, like, I've read the first or second book in a series, but then didn't finish the series. So that's my other challenge is finish the series, the books that I have on the shelves that I, you know, books I have on my shelves. So what are some of the series that you're trying to finish? Um, Throne of Glass. I have, like, two more left in that. Um, the Witcher. I need to finish the last few of those. Um, there's like the Scythe series, I think it's called. I read the first book, loved it, and then never picked up the rest. I see the cover for that one everywhere. What is that series about? That one's really, really, really cool. It's a dystopian novel that's about, um, they have cured everything. Actually, it'd be a great book to read right now. (laughs) Um, they've cured all the illnesses and, Um, There's no war. There's no illnesses, nothing. Um, But the bad side of that is nobody dies. They're all living forever. So they're immortal, basically. And so they have this group of um, the scythes that go around and just pick random people to kill and say, okay, your time on the planet is over so that they can keep the population down. Um, So the book starts out with they're training two new people to become the the new scythes in the community, and so it kind of goes through that. So Whoa. I know, kind of kind of crazy. That sounds really cool. So is that a YA one then? It is, mm-hmm. and that's one of the ones that my son is reading. So oh, cool. Yeah, is he liking it so far? He does. He's actually on the second book, I think, and I haven't even started the second book. <laughs> nice. Um, have you been a fan of like other dystopian books like Hunger Games, obviously, Divergent, those series? Yeah, I read all. Yep, I read all of those. Um, and I liked them. I liked them when I read them. They were always. Hunger Games was one of my favorite. Divergent, I'm sorry, but if you've read the ending of Divergent and you loved that whole series, good for you. But that the ending drove me nuts. Uh, like, see, no. I only made it through the first two books, I think. So I never <sighs> found out about the the ending. Um, should I say a spoiler alert here and yes. have you just ruin it for me? Spoiler spoiler alert. She dies in the end. And you're like, what the heck? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it horrible. I got all invested in this character for nothing. Yes. I mean, obviously, I didn't because I didn't finish the series. <laughs> but. but you think like, OK, this is great. She finally kicks the society's butt and just turning it around. And then they kill her and like. Like one page, everything's fine, and then like the next paragraph, she's she's dead. 
And does it just end there? Like, is there? Yeah. A, it, and then it's about. <laughs> and then it's about him. It's about. Oh, I can't remember his name. The boy that she likes. Oh, okay. It's about him. I can't remember his name either. I the know. Ansel Elgort character, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's about him, which that's totally fine, I guess. But I didn't like him in the books. I liked him in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um have like? Any books where you like the movie better or do you always oh, like the book better? I think I always like the book better. I cannot think of a I cannot think of a move. I mean, unless you count Lord of the Rings, I guess the extended versions, <laughs> which I have a big thing about that. Like if we watch Lord of the Rings, we have to watch the extended versions. But um, I'm going to get myself canceled by like Tolkien fans everywhere because I like the movies better and I like the theatrical versions better. OK, because I'm just like I, I've seen all the extended editions because I feel like you have to at least once. Yeah. And I notice the scenes that aren't there, but I'm usually just not able to sit down and watch a three hour movie. So I'm it just is like, long. you know what? I'll do the two and a half hour version instead. Yeah. No, I can understand that. It is very long. We just did that with with the quarantine we've been binge watching the movies with our kids and we did go through the, all the Lord of the Rings and it it took us probably five days to do it. <laughs> they hold up really well like they came out like what 20 years ago? Yeah. And the special effects are still really good. Yeah. No. Um, my teenager thought that was actually really surprising. <laughs> He's like wow this movie looks like it's brand new. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Jackson did not uh, pull any punches there. No. Yeah. It's a good series. I got to, this is totally tangential, but I got to go to New Zealand like right before the shutdown happened and <gasps> went to like the Pelennor Fields and all no, that stuff. And it was so cool. I'm so jealous. Yeah. The that's my bucket list. Tour guide. I, I hope they like sell it to a good company or something because the, the company that's run it this whole time, they were like selling it. I, I can't remember why. I think the owners wanted to move or something. Mm. Um but, yeah, they had, like, so much fun behind-the-scenes information. And, like, everyone in that little town was an extra in the movie, basically. It's that just is so, so cool. cool. And, like, all the um, all the Rohirrim, I think? Mm-hmm. Or no, all the, all the soldiers, basically, whose faces you couldn't see or that were covered with um, facial hair were women, basically. Oh, yeah. Because they needed, I like, s- horse... I'm- horse people and horse people are by and large women so all the new zealanders with their horses came out and they were like okay just slap a beard on you and you're gonna like be in this battle scene that's amazing yeah i love it so yeah i love those movies so much (laughs) grow up look there's me where are you mom i'm the one with the beard (laughs) i know like all the other men and there's like long shot of soldiers on horses that's funny Hmm. um so let's see so year one you started the the book club and finished the 100 books? I did. Barely. Them all in. Barely. I got 102, I think, 102 oh, or 103 nice. books. Um, and that included, like, five graphic novels because I'm like, I, I was picking, like, 700-page books. I'm like, I cannot. I cannot do this. I'm not going to make it. So, yeah, I threw in some graphic novels in there. <laughs> the only, um like, reading challenge I ever did was possibly around the same time, maybe 2018. I did a book a week one. Um, and for me, like, the past 10 years or whatever, I've always tried to only count, like, new books, books that I haven't read before. So that made it extra hard. I was like, oh, I really want to, like, reread Scorpio Races or something. <gasps> um, but I was like, no, I have to only read new books. And I got to, like, December... 
I don't know, 20th or something, and I still had two to go. So I, like, did a children's book in there. Yeah. I'm like, I have got to finish this. Yeah, that counts. I'm so close. It does count. Yes. I, I read a lot of kids' books that I did not count in the challenge. Oh, really? So, but they were, you know, like picture books. So I didn't – I could have counted them probably, but I didn't. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I did like the the hundred dresses or something. Which I don't know if you read that, but I read that at Christmas time, and I was like, "This is the most depressing book ever." Like, why did I choose this one? Yeah. But yeah, I I would like to do a challenge like that again. But it just like I feel like the downside, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but you mentioned the seven hundred page books is like it made me not want to read longer books because I was like, "This is going to take me at least two weeks. Like, I can't fit this in my schedule." Yeah. Um, a lot of the books that I read that were 600 pages plus were my favorite books, though. So I felt that way at first, and then I read them, and I'm like, this is so good. And so I actually think I read it faster because I, I loved it so much. Oh, well, that's good. So. And I guess that's true. Like, um, this is not a good example, actually, because I don't love the book, but <laughs> I started reading um, After. I don't know if you've heard of that series. I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. So my sister, like, showed up with that book, and she showed it to me, and I was like, I saw that it was, like, a Wattpad novel or something, and I'm like, oh, I should read this so we can talk about it, because we talk about Wattpad uh, all the time, me and Tyler. Um, And so I started reading it, and I'm like, oh, I really don't enjoy this. But (laughs) it's going by very fast, and it's a huge book. It's, like, four, 500 pages, probably. It seems a lot longer than a typical YA novel. Yeah. So, yeah, I've just been very surprised. I'm like, oh. I'm not super into it yet. I'm a third of the way through. Gotta finish. <laughs> Gotta finish. Might as well keep going. <laughs> Are you, Will you abandon a book ever if you're not digging it? Very rarely. Um, I've I've DNF'd a couple YA books that were just not cutting it. I was like, this sucks. Not worth my <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> and I was reading it with people on Bookstagram, and they, they were almost finished with it or had finished it, and they're like, it's not worth it. Like, don't. So if, if I'm getting reviews like that, I don't have enough time to sit there and try to push my way through it, or I'm never going to get through my challenge. And it's just not fun. It's not enjoyable to read a book you don't like. So I used to be like, no, I'm going to finish every single book I start. And now I'm like, if I don't love it, I don't have time to try to love it. So I I like that attitude. Are there any exceptions to that rule, though? Like, are there any... (laughs) If I'm reviewing a book, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So you'll push your way through it. (laughs) If I'm reviewing a book, yeah, I'll push my way through it. But it's very much like I'm skimming and, like, missing whole paragraphs just trying to kind of finish it. (laughs) I've definitely done that with a few. Like, sometimes if I feel pressured to read a classic or something and I'm just not loving it, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, like flip through as fast as I can and get all the major plot points. Yeah. Like skip the fluff, get the get the most important parts, you're fine. Yeah. Or just read the summary online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, this is what they meant, only in like modern day English and not eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Which unreadableness. I've I try to read more classics, but they're just kinda some of them are kinda hard to like get into. It's like, okay, I'm I great. I'm so happy they're classics and people enjoy them. But sometimes they're just not for everybody. <laughs> no. Yeah, I feel like um, when I was younger, like, obviously I gravitated toward fantasy and YA fiction in particular. And my mom was, like, always trying to make me read quote-unquote serious books. She's like, you have to read some nonfiction or, like, classics or something. And I hated it so much. Yeah. And now I've kind of, like, evened out a little bit where I'm like, okay, I'll read some stuff that's, like, good for me, mm-hmm. air quotes. Yeah. And then the stuff that I actually like, which often is really good and quality reading material 
Yeah. I think uh, there's a little too much pressure on on high schoolers to read serious books I, sometimes. I can completely agree with that. If they're reading, I don't really see what the problem is if whatever they're reading. They have a book in their hand and they're reading. I don't really think we have to dictate what they're reading about. Because I hated reading in high school when they had to tell me, you have to read this book. But when it was a book I picked up and chose myself, that's when I love reading. So Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So 2019, finish the challenge. Did you try to, did you shoot for 100 books again last year? I did. Yeah. I did not make it though. <laughs> I think I saw like 60 some was the Six, final count. Yeah, it was like 60 something, um, which is still a lot of books. Um, 2020 was a hard year in a lot of ways. <laughs> and, um, I just couldn't focus. There was way too much else that was going on in the world that I could not, I could not focus. And usually books are my escape, but, um, when they have so much world building, which I read a lot of epic fantasy with a lot of world building where you have to like actually pay attention to what's going on and like read the glossary and stuff. Um, it wasn't enjoyable because I, I didn't, I couldn't focus on it. So yeah, I got to like 67 or it was 64 or 67. It was one of those numbers, but yeah. Maybe I can blame 2020 then. Cause I feel like lately it's been really hard for me to focus on books. And I thought it was like maybe the phone distraction, which it still probably could be. And I should need to put my phone away more often, but I'll just be reading and get to the end of a page and be like, I don't remember anything that I just read and yeah. have to start all over again. That was probably a thing for me last year too, because that's when I got so involved with the bookstagram community that I was always on my phone talking about books more than I was reading them. Mm. It's so. kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yes. When did you start uh, working at the Book Nook? Because I think that's how I found out about you. I saw them like tag your account in a, a post or something. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I started last summer. I can't really remember. It was towards the end of the summer um, when I started working there. And that was like the dream the dream job. It was like, okay, I'm going to work at a bookstore. Uh, my life is made. So. Were you friends with Megan? Is that how that came about? Yes. So Megan and I were friends because I was her customer first. <laughs> and Same. I was probably in there like at least once or twice a week. I was in the wow. bookstore a lot, like just going through the bookshelves and, you know, like, did any new books come in? I'd come in and be like, got anything new? Like Belle. And I'd be like, <laughs> where are all the books? Singing um, a song. <laughs> yes. Um, and then she asked me to run the fantasy book club out of the book nook. Oh, no, she asked me to run it before that. So when we met, I was her customer. And then she asked me to run the book club. And so I ran the fantasy one while she ran the general fiction one. Oh, okay. Um, and so after she saw how I ran the book club and loved talking about books, she's like, do you want to work here? I'm like, um, yes, please. <laughs> Which has been like just enabling my book hoarding habits, but that's totally fine. <laughs> right. Because you said you bought like a lot. You have like 130 some unread books in your house. Know, yeah. How many of those do you think you bought just since working at the book? <laughs> okay. So funny story. Oh, I... Every time I go to work, I come home with oh, no. <laughs> a stack of books. And so my husband put me on a book buying ban for December. He's like, you cannot buy any more books for Christmas. Like, I have nothing to buy you for Christmas gifts. Like, you can't buy any more books. So I'm like, cruel. That's really mean, but I get it. So <laughs> <laughs> Healthy response. <laughs> yes. So um, I, 
I started like when I'd go to work, I would grab books off the shelf that I wanted and I made myself a pile. And then when we were ordering books for customers, I was like, oh, that's a really good book. So I'd order the, a book for me and we made it and I would just put it in my little pile. And I had like a Kayla pile <laughs> behind the counter. And one day my husband came in um, before, like right before Christmas and he came in and he bought my whole pile. He bought the Kayla pile. Yeah. <laughs> he even wrapped some of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, was it a surprise though? Did you come into work one day and saw that the Kayla pile was gone and you're like, "Who bought that?" I was actually working and I was helping a customer and he was talking to Megan and then he bought the he bought the books and. I remember turning around and going, oh, he's buying my books. <laughs> and then I added more books after he left <laughs> to oh. a new pile. <laughs> the pile is never gone. No, no. Well, book buying ban is over, so now I just take them home. <laughs> it's January now. It's a, it's a new year. Yes. Yeah. Is your husband a reader too? Oh, no, he was not. He um, actually just started reading probably about eight or nine months ago. It took me this long to wear him down. And now he loves reading. Um, he does a lot of audiobooks, which is still reading. Yes. Um, he works a lot and he drives and travels a lot for work. So he's been listening to audiobooks um, while he goes to work. And um, we're actually reading Dune right now together. And he's like way ahead of me. And I'm like, wait, slow down. I have to catch up to you. So yeah, I kind of, that's actually one of the best things about reading is he hated reading and now he loves it. So was it your influence that got him into it? Yes. He probably got tired of listening to me talk about these amazing books and oh my gosh, you have to read this one. And <laughs> he's like, okay, fine. I'll read it. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> my boyfriend doesn't read a ton and when he does he reads like very niche books so he like he gave me a book to read which was very sweet and it was all about like how to build fires oh my goodness like this is such a man book but it was actually very interesting and yeah now I feel like I know how to like prop the logs up better well stuff. you need to that's a skill everyone should skill. probably have <laughs> yeah I mean me trying to light a campfire has historically been very embarrassing so now hopefully it's Gosh, better that's funny yeah my husband is a huge baseball lover so he loves baseball. So before I would just buy him baseball books thinking, oh, this will get him reading. No, it didn't. Um, I think it's like you have to find the books that you love and not every genre is for everybody. And I, when people say they're not readers, I think they just haven't found the right book yet. Or like not at the right time. One of the books I read last year um, was The Secret Life of Bees. Mm. And my aunt gave me that book when I was like, 15. Yeah. And it's just been sitting on my shelf that whole time because for some reason I wasn't interested in it. And then this past summer I was like, oh, I need something to read. Uh, the library's closed. The bookstore's closed. What yeah. can I read? And then I was like, this is an amazing book. Why didn't I read this sooner? Yeah, that's totally true. That's very true. You know, you're different when you grow. You, you like different things later on in life, which is why, you know, I am a mood reader too. So... What's your mood right now? What what are you in love with? Um, I'm reading this epic fantasy series right now that's a multi... I mean, I'm reading Dune also, but I'm reading um, multi-POV and, and it goes back and forth between time. And so it's kind of... It's an epic fantasy novel that I kind of love right now that I'm... I just finished the first one, so I'm on to the second one and I'll probably binge that. 
Sweet. So we're in the very long fantasy. <laughs> yes, mood I right am. Now. I'm in the long fantasy mood. Sorry, <laughs> but I am. I know. I'm like, I I read a lot of fantasy as a kid, but it was always like the shorter ones. I feel like, um, like Neil Gaiman, Terry Pratchett, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to read Dune because we did an episode on Frank Herbert. Yes. And I just, like, could not get into it. It's I was trying huge. to listen to the audiobook. And the audiobook, like, quality was good because they have so many different voice actors and stuff. But I was just like, oh, my. There's so much. It's just such a complicated, like, world. Like, you were so saying, much like, you have to building. actually really pay attention to everything. And I was just like, I can't do this while I'm, like, walking around thinking about the global pandemic mm. and all of that Yeah. Stuff. Too heavy. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big it's a big book. And I want I wanted to read it before the movie came out and then the movie got postponed. So I'm like, cool, I have Perfect longer <laughs> I've yeah, I can read it later. I I will be really interested to to see the movie. Um, just because like when we were researching Frank Herbert, I learned a lot about the original movie and all mm-hmm. of its, you know, faults and, and good things about it. Um so I think it'll be interesting to see how they cram all of that or if they even try to. I don't know if they're planning a series. For the new version I don't know, not. but if they are, that would be kind of exciting. I don't know if I could read them all, though. There's, like, so many. There's, like, six books in the series, and then there's side series everywhere. Yeah, they're the ones that his son wrote. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an investment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went into um, my second favorite localish bookstore um, to try to find, like, a Frank Herbert book ahead of that episode, and they were completely out of Dune, which was to be expected, but they had a ton of the Brian Herbert, like, Dune mm. spinoffs. So do we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are easy to come by. The original, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Although they do have that, like, beautiful re-release one that I, Tyler got with, like, the blue edges on the page. Oh, that's you the have one that, I don't have. You? That's, I told him to buy that one. It's like, so you have pretty. to have this book. It is. It's... It's actually have it in my purse. It's gorgeous. It has artwork inside the dust jacket cover and the M papers. Oh, I love that book. Which is why I'm like, I'm very careful trying to read it because I don't have an old copy of it. So probably that's why my husband's gotten so farther than me because I'm like slowly turning the pages. I don't want to ruin my special book. I love that you're so conscientious about it. I didn't used to be. Do you have duplicates of like books that you really, really like? Oh, I was hoping you didn't ask me that. Oh, no. Wait, how many, Kayla? (laughs) So many. I have so many duplicates. So I have a problem <laughs> with, I also have um, book box subscriptions. Oh, yeah. So I have three book box subscriptions that I am <laughs> enrolled in and they often do the same book and it's really annoying. So I do have a lot of multiple copies. So book boxes, is that like one a month, once a quarter? Once a month. So you're getting three books a month on top of what you bring home every day from work. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sometimes if I can find out what the book is going to be in the box ahead of time and if if it's going to be the same as another box, I will skip that month. But that doesn't happen very often because they also come with, like, little trinkets and stuff in the box. And I have serious FOMO and I don't want to miss. Like, what if something really good is in there? 
<laughs> How did you find not one, not two, but three book box subscriptions? Um, Bookstagram. Yeah, that was probably the downfall of Bookstagram. It, and one of them I get from the UK, so the shipping on that is a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why did you need the UK one? Because they have the best artwork. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they always do sprayed edges on the books, and I'm a sucker for that. Is that what it's called? Like the Dune version where it's yeah, colored on the, the side? Yeah, the sprayed edges. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that was more of a thing in the UK. Oh, I don't know. That's very fancy. Yeah, <laughs> it's very. <laughs> yeah, it is very fancy, but um, yeah, it's really fun. So, oh my! Well, I, I usually do giveaways on Bookstagram if I get a lot of duplicate books, or I give them away as gifts. So, oh, that's nice. It works so you're out. Not hoarding all. Of them. No, not always, unless the covers are so different that I. I need to keep both of them. So, like, if this cover has sprayed edges, but this cover has inside artwork, then I keep them both. Nice. I think the only... I try to hide them from my husband, though. <laughs> Perfect. Hopefully he doesn't listen to that. Oh, yeah. He, like, goes searching for the duplicate. <laughs> I'm sure he knows. <laughs> He's just pretending he doesn't, like, for the sake of the marriage. Well, I mean, it's justifiable, though. Like, some of them are signed by authors and some of them aren't. That is. So... I don't know. And some of them are ARCs. So some mm-hmm. of them are advanced reader copies that I just, like, want to keep. And I don't know. And then how to get, like, the real version. Then I had the a final pre- edit. Yeah, I had to pre-order the real one. And, yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. But there are worse things that I could be spending there money are. on. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing keeping me from collecting multiples of the same book is the fact that I'm very cheap and don't want to spend money on three versions of the same yes. book. Well, and he keeps buying me bookshelves, so... He's enabling you. I know. I, yeah. He's telling me it's okay. <laughs> How many bookshelves do you have? Oh, They're really tall, too, right? Like, floor to ceiling? We have the... Ex- yeah, we bought the bookshelves and then we bought, like, an extender mm. to go on top of them, so they do go pretty high. Um, I have four in my room... And then soon I'll have three more. And then, <laughs> and then I have, like, one giant one downstairs. And then the kids all have bookshelves in their in their rooms. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, the pictures that you have on your Instagram are gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Were you, like, a photographer before? Or did you kind of learn as you go? No, it was definitely learn as I go. Um, I looked at Pinterest a lot. Um, I looked at bookstagram photos a lot and things that I, like, layouts that I thought were fun and liked. Um, yeah, no, I just kind of learned as I go. And for a while I did like a grid on Instagram, like, you know, I, every fifth photo was the same styled photo. Um, so it got kind of fun for a while, but now I haven't been keeping up with it as much, but it's fun. It's just kind of pretty to look at the pretty it books. It is. They're also, I feel like Bookstagram does a very good job of that in, in particular, having like the very clean yet like pretty photos I don't know they all look they're really easy to see the focal point um but I'm always like oh my gosh this person has such a cute like living room or kitchen or like yeah no how did they get their coffee to look that great in that photo <laughs> the the behind the scenes is completely opposite of what the picture actually looks like so yeah <laughs> do you ever like take your book to at Hobby Lobby or something and just like hold it up in front of the props <laughs> yes every time every time we go um like to the beach or on vacation, I'm like, we're going to the beach. I got to grab a pirate book or I got to grab, I got to grab a beach book so that I can take. And I've done that just taken hordes of books to take pictures of, by the ocean. And oh, my, that's people are staring at me and I'm like <laughs> taking my photos of my books. I'm like, yeah, it's just me taking pictures of books. That's awesome. 
<laughs> hey, you got to take the opportunity when it presents itself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So tell me more about like working at the book nook, because it seems like the dream job for a reader. And in many ways, I think it is for you. Um. But are there any drawbacks? Oh, gosh. Um. No, except for that. Probably the biggest drawback is always being surrounded by books and not having time to read. Like, I'm always around books and I can't read them. Um, or customers are always saying, you need to read this, you need to read this. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll add it to my <laughs> TBR. I'm sure I'll get to it just someday. But yeah, um, that's only the drawback. Or when customers buy a book on the shelf that I didn't know was out there and, and the I really copy. wanted it. <laughs> Yeah, that would be, yeah. They bring it up and you're like, oh, actually this one is on hold. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody did that the other day. They um, brought up a hardback copy of a book I've been looking for because I have the paperback. I'm like, oh, and enjoy this. Great. Hope another one comes in, <laughs> which it did. Megan's like, I can order another one. <laughs> See, it's a quick fix. <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. And it's not like you don't have a hundred other books to, to read I know. in the meantime. I know, I'm being a little selfish. <laughs> um. And I mean, what's the view like from behind the counter? Like when people walk in, can you like tell what books they're going to be interested in? Do people give off a vibe? Oh, gosh. Um, no. A lot of people surprise me. And a lot of times they'll come in and they'll say, um, <laughs> they'll say, I've heard of this book and it sounded really good. I don't remember the title and I don't know who the author is, but it, it had a picture of a woman walking away. And I'm like, okay, uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but in some publishing year, everybody printed a book with a woman walking away and I have no idea what book it is you want to read. I'm so sorry. Um, but sometimes, yeah, I sometimes people will come in and they'll... I can just suggest books and they're like, I love it, I love it, I love it. And that's when you walk away feeling like, oh my gosh, I helped somebody find all the books they want. And it's really rewarding actually putting books in the hands of people, especially kids. I love Aww. putting and watching the kids, like opening the book and reading them as they leave is the best feeling ever. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah, it's fun. What, I mean... What are the kid customers like when they come in? Like, are they usually excited about reading or are their parents dragging them in there? Uh, that's it's a mixture of everything. All the little kids love coming in and looking at all the books and picking what they're going to read next. The reluctant readers are probably the first graders who they come in and they have to find a they have to move on from the early reader books to a chapter book and they're kind of scared because they're just you know they just learned how to read so those are kind of the reluctant readers that I try to push um covers that are really cool like I'm guilty of cover buying I buy covers that are beautiful um but it works it's like oh if that cover if they like that cover they'll want to read it and graphic novels are huge for kids if they don't like reading. So I always recommend graphic novels. It's still reading. That's awesome. It's probably helpful for the parents too, to have somebody else like pushing their kids toward different books. Cause like if your mom tries to make you read something, you're like, oh, that's not cool. But if the nice lady at the bookstore does, then <laughs> no. you know, maybe you'll give it a second try. Yeah, they will never, yeah. I could, I could be recommending the same book that their parents have been trying to get them to read for months. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, why didn't you ever tell me to read that? <laughs> Mom's just over there like rolling her eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. 
Um, I don't know why, like, this is a thing that I think about, but, like, do you judge customers when they come in? Like, are people ever, like, embarrassed to buy something? And, like, what would you tell them? Yes. Um, so customer, okay, yeah. So not very often, but sometimes people will be embarrassed about buying Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm like, you know what? I read it. This is a safe place. I don't care what you're reading. I am not judging you. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, it is kind of funny that some customers are like, don't see what I'm reading. I'm going to, I'm like, I don't care. I don't, I don't really care. But when people come in and they're reading the books that I'm reading, that's when I notice more. Cause I'm like, oh, hey, when you're finished, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's awesome. I, yeah, I don't know. Were you a Gilmore Girls fan? Oh my gosh. All of my children are named after Gilmore Girl characters. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, no. My necklace says Copper Boom. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a Gilmore Girl freak. <laughs> okay. So then you probably remember the scene then when Luke is trying to buy the self-help book or whatever. <laughs> yes. And he like takes it up there tucked in and he's like, oh, he just like gives him 20 bucks or something or yeah. like a hundred or something. Yeah, he's, and like, he's like, this is too, too much. much. He's like, no, just, just take it. And he's like, what are you hiding? Like, do you have porn? And he's like, do you sell porn? here? He's like, no. That's what I think of. I'm like, I'm sure there are like dudes like Luke out there who are like trying to buy a romance novel or something and are embarrassed. No, actually that made me think about that now. I never thought about it, but there are some guys that come in and buy romance books and they're like, it's for my wife. I'm like, now I'm thinking, really? Are you lying? (laughs) Okay. It's a good excuse to be like, yeah, it's just for my wife. Although you shouldn't need one. Like you wouldn't stock a book if you didn't want somebody to buy it, right? Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Um, well, I know we're coming up on an hour, um, but I also wanted to ask you, do you do writing yourself? Like, I feel like I've seen a couple posts alluding to that. Yeah. So I write a lot, but I don't tell people that. <laughs> so I guess I'm coming out right now. <laughs> so I just now. like outed you. Sorry. You did um, it on your Instagram I do it. First. I did it. I, yeah, I just kind of admitted to my bookstagram that I have been writing a book, but it's very slow going. Um. And whenever I am reading a book that I feel like it's lacking something or I wish it had something more, I return to writing and I write what I want to read. So it's just kind of fun. I don't know if anything will ever come of it. I don't know if, you know, I'll ever finish it, but it's just kind of fun to write a book and say, "Eh, I wrote a book. Definitely. (laughs) Is this your first stab at writing? I feel like readers are so often writers too. Um, Yeah, I was... In high school, I was writing stories a lot, but I never wanted anybody to read them. So I wrote them and then I burned them. No! (laughs) Yeah, I did. I I burned my books. Um, (laughs) They were um, also very smutty. So (laughs) I was a hormonal teenager. Right. I was thinking about that when I was like judging after so harshly. I'm like, well, she wrote this when she was like in her early 20s. And like I wrote some really bad fan fiction, too. Yeah. Yeah. My um, my daughter and she's nine and my mom, actually, they just wrote a book and finished a book. So that's been kind of fun to watch them be excited about writing their book. It's made me more like, you know what, I need to be proud of what I'm writing and not not care so much about what people think about it if they read it so that's awesome yeah so um novel then any genre hint (laughs) oh yeah um it's a fantasy enemies to lovers fiction so yeah that's awesome yeah (laughs) 
Has anyone looked at it yet? Other no. Than oh, no. No, no, no. I, I haven't even told my husband where it's at because I don't want him to read it. No. Mm-mm. No. Totally get that. Yep. Well, hopefully someday uh, we'll get to read the Kayla DeShazer book. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday. You'll be uh, Instagramming your own book cover. Yes, with probably somebody else's name, so you won't know it's mine. <laughs> oh, are you a student in person? <laughs> Pro- probably, yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. Well, I'll be on the lookout for, like, any suspicious Gilmore Girls character, like, <laughs> uh, pseudonyms out there. Yeah. Be like, Rory Dane. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, now I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just gave you the not to use. Um, well, is there anything else book-wise that you wanted to talk about? Uh, any other bookstore, like, secrets? I don't think I... No, no bookstore secrets. I mean, I wish we had a ladder. A little plug-in here. Let's get a ladder. <laughs> We're moving soon. So, um, yeah, no, I just love talking books, and I want to thank you so much for having me here. And letting me kind of nerd out about books for a while. It's been really fun. It's been a pleasure. I feel like our reading, like, the genres that we read are kind of similar yeah. in that we read so many different ones. Yeah. So that's fun to get to, like, connect with someone who isn't, like, into one specific genre, which is totally fine if you are. But yeah. I'm, like, the kind of person who bounces around all the time. So it's interesting hearing about new ones, like the Scythe series that I should probably start reading now. <laughs> oh, I do need to say, and I can't believe I haven't said this yet, if you haven't read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, you have to read that book. Everybody needs to read that book. Who's that one by? I feel like I've seen it. V.E. Schwab. Yes. Okay. It is my, it was my favorite book of last year, but now it's like in my top five favorite. And it's, it it's like a historical fiction fantasy, but it's the fantasy aspects aren't super fantasy. So people who don't read fantasy will love this book. It's so good. Okay, definitely. It, like, made me, it made me ugly cry. Ugly like, cry? Yeah. Like crying so much that there's tear splattered pages. <laughs> but like oh, good, but it was good. It was a good cry. <laughs> I know I've cried like that in a book before, but I can't remember which one. But like when you're seeing the tears drip onto the page and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to calm down. And you're like, yes. oh no, it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. That's, yep. That's Addie. Yep. Counter to that. Is there a book that's made you laugh recently? Um, Guilty Pleasure. I read the Janet Ivanovich, Stephanie Plum series books, and those just make me laugh because um, I read, I just read the latest one, and there's a character in there that she's just so quirky and out there that it's like, I know somebody like this, and this is hilarious. <laughs> this is exactly what they would do. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it like a laugh out loud one? Yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's a quick, funny, the Stephanie Plum series are they made a movie about it, but the movie sucked. But um, it's just a f- quick, funny, like, bounty hunter read that oh, you can just, like, laugh at people. So That's awesome. I think um, when I was in high school, I really liked the Georgia Nicholson series. I don't oh, know if you ever read yeah. that by Louise Renison. Yeah. Um, Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging, for those who might have seen the movie, which was not good. But whatever. <laughs> they never That are. one I, like, could not read in public because I would laugh out loud too much. And, and I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. People are looking at you like, okay. <laughs> like, no, it's just really funny and British, guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kayla, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, remind listeners what your Instagram handle is if they want to follow along with your reading adventures. Yes, it's Kayla's 100 Book Challenge. You can find me there on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.
there's anything I can tell you, is that the best place to hide is in your mind.